Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. And Chris Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Well, who is that? I cannot wait to tell you. A truly great American. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth. We are the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is uh, not here. He's uh, recovering from a summer of sickness, but uh, he'll, he'll be back in the next show. Actually, it's a very special edition of this program, a podcast edition, and uh, you'll see why in just a second. So uh, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There you'll find uh, a link to a very important video. It talks about a gentleman running in the 72nd District of Virginia. His name is Chris Holmes, and this, uh, this came, uh, came to me as I began to look at how important the House of Delegates race is uh, here in, uh, in November in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I thought, wait a second here. This is pretty tight. It's pretty close. Let's look at some of the districts. In case you don't know, some of those on Mojo50.com radio, Mojo50.com radio, you'll, you'll know in Virginia we have an election every year. And if you're a politics geek and you like politics, you should move here and, uh, and then help us uh, rid ourselves of some of the chaos that's in the General Assembly. And uh, one of those people uh, that is working to do just that and is not a politician but as one who uh, thinks he can help, uh, I actually agree with him. His name's Chris Holmes, and he joins me right now. Hey, Chris. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time here. Um, I know you're in a, a heated battle and a race, and I want to give our listening audience a chance to know you a bit better because uh, it's kind of a big deal what, what's happening uh, coming up here in November, and you, you could be the very swing district. You ever thought you'd be a swing anything? <laughs> I never thought that I would actually be in politics at all. So, yeah, this whole thing has been a roller coaster of a ride for me. You know, it's interesting about that comment about being in politics at all. See, now I'm a politics geek. I like politics, but I'm not sure I like politicians. And there's a, there's a reason why, Chris. It's because there, there's this tendency once you get to a place like this, you begin to drink the water and the Kool-Aid and you get sucked up into thinking government is the answer to everything. And, um, and then they become fodder for me on this show. <laughs> so, I don't want that to happen to you, but I do want, however, I do want you to, uh, to tell our audience about you and specifically, but before I do that, let me, let me just play this clip real quick. This is, um, I thought very good introduction of yourself. I'm Christopher Holmes. I grew up the middle of nine kids in a single parent household. Life was tough growing up. These other politicians, they may not get what you're going through. I do. And when I get into the House of Delegates, there are three things that I'm going to do. Fight for our children's education, fight for funding our police, and fight for small businesses. It's about people, not party. I'm Christopher Holmes, and I'd love your vote. That is uh, it's an excellent ad. You can find that at theleebrothers.com. Just click on, uh, right, it's right at the top there, right? Your, your, um, your ad here, Chris. You know, it's interesting, yeah, your, your, that, your ending line there about this is about uh, people, not politics. It's a great line. Tell me yes, about sir. that. You know, and just like you were saying, I see a lot of people, they start out in politics and they have good intentions. And then after they get in the office, they tend to love the power and they get away from the original point of why they were running and the difference that they were trying to make. And, you know, I... With where we are today, we can't afford to have that anymore. We need people that are standing up 
just for the purpose of standing up for other people. You know what I find? And that's what I'm trying. Yeah, and I find interesting is is your background is extremely interesting to me. You you came from uh, your five number five of nine kids. That's a story right there. <laughs> yeah, it was a story. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, it was great growing up in my house. Um, Friday nights were awesome. I mean, if nine wasn't enough, we'd have our cousins, uncles, and their children over, and um, it was just like a family reunion every Friday night at my house. So I, I really enjoyed up in a big family. Well, and that's got to help you. And that's this is in Richmond. You grew up right here in Richmond, and and you have that experience. How does that help you though when you look at what's going on in this political world? Well, it gives me, uh, you know, a different personality personalities you have in a family. So, um, you know, you have to deal with your sister wants this, your brother wants that, your younger brother wants that, your cousin wants to do this. And so you kind of turn into like a mediator a little bit, but you try to be fair with everybody. And so, you know, I look at it the same way. I always tell everyone, you know, um, when you think about something that's happening to our country, you know, whether it's people coming across the border or whatever, Think of it like it's your home, like it's your house. Make it personal. And then think of it like, would you go to the corner, that guy asking for change on the corner, and without knowing anything about him, would you go and get him and bring him back in your house and let him sleep in the bedroom next door to you without knowing anything about him? And it doesn't make any sense. No matter how much you want to help that guy, you wouldn't do that. Right. Right? So you think about it for your country. And then in your house, again, thinking of the same thing, if, um, if your credit cards are maxed out, do you go out and get another credit card and just start charging things to the new credit card? No, you wouldn't do that in your house. So why would you do that in your country? You know, they're talking about this um, infrastructure bill that they're trying to pass up in D.C. and how, you know, it's for the country and it's going to be great and everything. And I'm like, we're already mired in debt and you, you're talking about stacking more debt on top of that it it sounds so like it- yeah it sounds like your upbringing and what and what you went through as a child has created this philosophy that you're bringing into our country and it seems like i don't know forgive me but common sense philosophy can you explain more about what your government's philosophy is my government it, it, it's exactly common sense that's exactly what it is and everything I do is based in just common sense. I break it down to the very simplest compound and say, what's the point of doing it? What is it that we're trying to accomplish here? What's the point of that? And then do we have the resources to get it done? Right. And and, and who is it helping exactly? And, and not just that, but is it something that's just symbolism or is it symbolism without substance? Yeah. And that makes a big difference right there. Right. Exactly. So tell me more about um, some of the actual policies. Let's get into that for a second. Because, I, I, by the way, we're talking about Chris Holmes. He's a candidate, Republican candidate for uh, the 72nd District here outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Chris, uh, policy, um, some people are policy wonks. Others are more about just who the person is and really don't care what they say. I think both are, are, are attributes for you. You have actually have an incredible background. One thing that jumped out at me when I was looking at some of your policies is supporting law enforcement. And, and I've got to tell you, there is a, uh, you know, when you have a governor who changed the entire parole board so that he could let people out of prison. In fact, here's a clip of him talking about that in general. But listen, I'm about getting people parole. I'm about getting people parole is what he said. That's what his goal was. 
yet you seem to maybe have a different goal. <laughs> that is law and order. Can you <laughs> can you dive into that a bit? Well, I've I found that the uh, progressives tend to care more about criminal rights than they do the rights of the victims. And I believe, which is proven time and time again, that if you don't have consequences for your actions, you tend to get worse and worse on the actions that you take. So if we're letting criminals off, and you can look at where we are right now in Richmond. Richmond's number one in, um, in uh, homicide. And um, the reason that is, is because they've released all of the prison prisoners and dealers back out into the population and without consequences. Right. And so along with that, you're vilifying the police. So you're encouraging people to act out. And I don't know if everyone's looking at it that way, but policies have consequences. And within the consequences, bad policies. And by the way, voting has consequences. And that's exactly where what and happened. Voting, yep. 100%. Voting has consequences. So um, if you just... I'm very good. No, I was just... I think I interrupted you, which you are much more important than me. So please continue. <laughs> Well, you know, I've always said it's about people, not party. So if you just vote straight party, nothing hurts my heart worse than when I knock on the door and the first question from the person is, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And a lot of times I take my time and answer them, even though I know that they're Republicans or even I know that they're Democrats. I take my time answering them. And I want to get my issues out first because I want you to look at me and see if we don't agree on some of the same issues first. And most of the time, if it's a person that's like a common sense thinking person, we do agree on most of the issues that I say. We don't have to agree on everything, but we agree on a lot of things. So I like to get that out first. You know, it's about people. We need to concentrate more on people than we do on party. Man, what an and incredibly good point. This is an incredibly yes, good point because what happens is people get locked into these these boxes and they don't actually ever right. hear the real issues that are happening. I mean, you actually have, it's easy for politicians, quite frankly, to show compassion with your neighbor's wallet and then, and that way right. win votes. And it's really not even fair. And, and it just, it's not right. fair for someone to come and go, wait a minute, I'm not in favor of taking from someone and giving to someone else. And, uh, and somehow in today's culture, they see the guy stealing from your neighbor is the one to vote for. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's outrageous. But we That's apply that. these parties to these things. These party labels are difficult to get past. Right. And then we've got to get past it. We've got to treat people like they're human beings and not a party. And we've got to look at not the free things that you can give me because you're really not giving me nothing free in life. And you're really not giving me something for free. What you're doing is you're stealing from someone else. Exactly. And I like to tell I like to tell people like me myself. I never wanted to be a millionaire or anything like that. I just wanted to make a comfortable living, wanted, and then I wanted to spend time with my family. Um, you hear me talk a lot about God, but what it is is you're idol worshiping when you're like stuck in the stock market all day, and all you can think about is, you know, is your stock going up? Is it going down? Do I have to sell? Do I have to buy more? And you, you're doing that all the time. And you, you find yourself almost doing it in your sleep. Yep. So that becomes your life. Um, for me, I get to a certain level of income where I'm comfortable and I'm happy right there. And then I want to spend time with my family. I want to raise my daughters. I want to 
go places with my wife. I want to make memories. So for me, I'm happy where I am. And that's what you should do and everyone else should do. You get to the point in life where you're comfortable, where your achievements are good for you. And then you don't look at what someone else's, what someone else's achievements are, what someone else has. No matter how much money they have, it doesn't matter. Right. You're happy where you are. Yep. And what you think about is what you become. So I think that's a point you were making also in that statement. Now, you, you said something about raising daughters, and that involves education. So let me find a strange way to pivot to the education question, which is top of the game right now, especially with, with Terry McAuliffe's comments. Here is uh, I'll play a quick clip of Terry talking about parents, how they should not be involved, and then get your comments. I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. You vetoed it. So... Yeah, I've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I don't think parents ought to be. Quite frankly, parents are in the way. And this is the mentality of every single capital, uh, people who are in politics. The capital of Richmond right now is dominated by people, Chris Holmes, that think that they should be in charge of every detail of your life. There's a place further north, surrounded by a beltway, run by kings and queens who keep saying the exact same thing. Your position, sir, is? And that's so sad. You know, the first time when I heard that, it was late night. You know, I wake up early in the morning, so I'm kind of tired about the time I'm listening to these things. And I was like, floored. I was like, did I hear him right? And I stopped for a minute, and then I, I was like, listening again, and he repeated it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I did just hear that. Education is supposed to be a co-op between teachers, parents, and students. It's not supposed to be the educators just make decisions and raise your children and put their own sense of what's right socially into your kids. That's the parents' job to raise their kids and teach them what they what their right. values are, what their social values are. That's not the school system's job. The school system is supposed to teach you reading, writing, and arithmetic and good history, you know. That's right. <laughs> we can do that later. But um, <laughs> that's that is that is that's horrible and it's shocking because that's the epitome of socialism. When they program your kids, they take your kids in a day, they take them away to these boot camps, they program them, and then when they're old enough, they give them their assigned positions in life that they're going to work at this position forever, and you're going to make this much money, and everything's assigned. You've got an assigned. Um, everybody makes the same amount of money. Everybody gets the education that was assigned to them by the government. That's right. And that's pretty much what that sounded like to me. Yeah, exactly. Now, he doubled down on that. He had an interview last week. I, we covered this on the show. At, you can hear it at mojo50.com. Uh, he doubled down and said not only is he um, really not concerned about parents' involvement, but he's going to make sure that parents do not have a single bit of choice on where to send their kids. He was against charter schools. He said it, and he's radically against it so much so that it almost made him mad in the interview. What's your position on on school choice or charter schools? I'm just like, are you kidding me? We have to have school choice. It's the only way that someone that uh, came up with a background like mine may be able to go to a school that has a little bit better of an education system in it than the one that they're currently assigned to where they have all of these distractions. So that's an out for lower income people to be able to choose which school you want to send your child to. The other side of it is when you have school choice, when you have uh, tax breaks and you have the money following the child, that encourages schools 
to get in line and act proper. That's exactly then right. Then they're in a competition. It's, it's like capitalism. Then you've got to compete for those students. That and is, you don't want to be disrupted dead by on. the other schools that are coming up. I, I so hope, you have to compete. I hope everybody heard you say that. And I hope when they do, they'll run to the polls and vote for you because that is the biggest game changer in our state. No one ever would put up with the idea that you can only shop in this certain grocery store in your district, you'd find it appalling. Uh, but somehow we've accepted that with schools. You can only go to this school and everyone goes, okay. And then we have this term called a failing school, which should never exist because you never hear the term failing grocery store. There's a reason why, because no one goes there. It's just, it's unbelievable. So, yes. so um, I think your position yeah. is so critical to Liberty. And uh, as I'm so glad to hear you say, we're talking about Chris Holmes running for 72nd district here in Virginia. Okay, let me get your take on the, uh, it is so frustrating. I, I see so many job openings uh, and we have, I guess, 11 million across the country. And I know Virginia, for a fact, has many job openings. No one's taking them. There seems to be, Chris, um, government is replacing jobs. Do you get that sense? And how would you change it? Um, yeah, government, and I'm speaking metaphorically here, so don't, don't, um, don't get me wrong, but uh, government has grown into its own entity. And it's trying to protect itself from the people. It wants to grow bigger and bigger, and it wants more and more control in your life, and that's what it's trying to do. Right. And there are those in government, which you stated a few minutes ago, who worship government, and they want to make government grow. <laughs> that's their mission. Like They're like the Christians. You know, Christians go out and try to find other people and convert them over to Christians. Well, there are people in the government <laughs> go out and attempt to help the government grow. <laughs> this is a weird way of looking. No, it's it true. <laughs> yeah. So, and once you once you get that in your heart, and once you understand that there are people who their sole purpose in government is to grow government, then you start to understand them a little bit better. And things that don't normally make sense, like, why would you do that? That's going to destroy our country. How many times have you said that over the last couple of years? The reason that they do that is because they're trying to grow government. They don't care about our country as it is. They want to change our country. They want to destroy it. They want to remold it. They want to make it more socialist. And you know what socialism, socialism leads to? Leads to communism. Because you start out voting in socialism, and then communism is when you run out of cash, and then you're forced into doing what the government wants you to do. How do we change course? It's so frustrating. I mean, you're you're doing what most people would never do, and that is get involved in the political role, which is ugly, nasty, and full of this cancel culture that will destroy you if you think wrong. How do we how do we fix it? Well, you know, people are waking up. This is how we fix it. We've got to wake up people. People have got to get involved. Um, everyone can't run for office. Some people, you know, they, they detest running for office. I, I understand. I get that. That's a lot to put on a family. And trust me, I know. My family knows. But um, you've got to get involved in some kind of way. You can be a, a neighborhood um, leader. You can go around in your own neighborhood, talk to your friends. If you've got someone you don't, you prefer not to talk to or speak with in your neighborhood, you can skip over that house. But everyone that you know, you need to get out there you need to talk to them. You need to tell them what you've learned and just educate them. 
And as you educate people, a lot of people just don't understand what's going on and they haven't seen it for themselves. They haven't paid attention because they hate politics. You know, my wife doesn't like politics, <laughs> but, um, now she knows a lot more about politics, right? She's looking at her a lot different now, but she's really been a game changer for me. She's done so much, but, um, you've got to get involved in some kind of way. Either you're out talking to people, either you're supporting someone that's out talking to people, or either you're supporting them monetarily by sending them funding so that they can go out and connect with more people. But you have got to get involved. You can't sit back and let someone else do all the work, or you can't sit back and say someone else is going to take care of it, or it'll be okay because people won't let this happen to us. You yourself have got to get involved. Chris, I am, I am so glad you're running. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for, for fighting the battle. And I'm going to tell you, I think we're at a crossroads, not only here in Virginia, but in America. And we need more men like you who have an incredible background, who have this idea that we could change the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. And I, I, I think you are a great uh, person, a great spokesman for that. And, and thank you for running. I appreciate it. How can people find out more about you? Oh, okay, Scott. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate all of that. Um, well, my website is Christopher Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, the number four, delegate.com. And in there, you can send me emails. You can look at my uh, Facebook posts. You, you can sign up and you can receive my uh, mailers that I send out. And you can volunteer to help me. I mean, if you want to stand up and help me fight the fight, come stand with me in the breach. You know, I've got like 80-year-old veterans from the Vietnam War. He's got, um, he's suffering from mustard gas. He's standing out here trying to help me knock doors. <laughs> I'm like, wow. it floored me that he came out to help me. I was like so honored that he would come out and walk with me. And um, so, I mean, anyone can come out and help. Anyone can volunteer. Anyone can get involved. It'll make you feel so much better about things rather than just sitting in your house. No kidding. And feeling the doom and gloom. No kidding. Christopher Holmes, 4delegate.com, the number 4delegate.com. Chris, thanks, man. Great to talk with you. Godspeed in your endeavor. You bet. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is uh, our future House of Delegates member in the 72nd District, Christopher Holmes. And if Richard here was here, he'd say a truly great American. Look, folks, this is this is serious. You have an opportunity in November to make change. You can stick along the same path, do the same things you've always done and get the same results, or you can make some change for the cause of freedom and liberty. Chris Holmes is doing that. Changing the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, by God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.